Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Greetings, good day, and welcome back to Gather by the Ghost Light, original stories for radio theater. I'm Jonathan Cook, your host, producer, and sometimes voice actor on this thing. And now, dear listeners, my fellow demons and demonettes out there, we are now in the month of October. <laughs> Where the stories told get a little bit darker, a little bit scarier, but still a whole lot of fun. And I have an awesome little surprise for you guys. I've invited a special guest over today to help introduce this episode. He has a ton of experience delivering frights and scares to audiences just like you. Ladies and gentlemen, here with me is the host of the podcast, Frightmare Theater, Dr. Necropolis. Dark greetings, boys and ghouls. I am Dr. Necropolis. So, Dr. Necropolis, while you're here, why don't you tell us about what you do and your content over on the Frightmare Theater podcast? First off, it's Frightmare Theater. Right. Frightmare Theater. No, no. Uh, Frightmare Theater. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Frightmare Theater. I think I got it. Well, it's getting there, but it still needs a little bit of work. (laughs) The Frightmare Theatre Podcast is a horror anthology series from Arcane. Each episode, listeners are invited to join me, the host of the show, Dr. Necropolis, and the rest of the Frightmare Theatre team, as we introduce a variety of suspenseful, fully produced audio dramas that are sure to send shivers down your spine. This Halloween, we are getting up up for a very special episode where we would invite listeners to turn down the lights and turn up the terror with the Frightmare Theatre Podcast. You and your team of ghouls and deadites do such great work in your dungeon studio. I know personally, I've loved every episode you've put out. Well, maybe next time you can come to my place rather than dragging me out during the day like this. I don't know how you humans do it. Hey, I'm always down for that. Maybe next time, just say the word. But hold that thought for now, because 
It's time to introduce today's story. Oh, yes. A frightful tale indeed. <laughs> this one is called You've Reached Justin and was written by playwright Christian St. Croix. Christian St. Croix is based in San Diego and was recently featured on American Theatre Magazine's People to Watch installment. Oh, how impressive. I do so enjoy watching people. His play, You've Reached Justin, blends sci-fi and horror with a little romance to deliver a heart-pounding story about the complexities of crushes and monsters. Ooh, my favorite combo. I had a crush on a monster once. What a delightfully vile creature it was. Uh, that is great. Uh, just uh, get back to the synopsis, okay? Oh, right. <laughs> well, my little boys and ghouls, in this bone-chilling tale, our protagonist Daniel only planned for a night out of clubbing with his best friend and crush, Justin. But before they get a chance to meet up, monsters fall from the sky and begin attacking the city. When Justin won't answer his phone, Daniel makes his way through the carnage and chaos that's overtaking the city to rescue him, leaving him voicemails along the way. <laughs> now, gather round the ghost light, sit back, and enjoy. Whoa, 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 hold up. That's my part. I say that part. This is You've Reached uh, this Justin. This is You've Reached Justin, written by Christian St. Croix, and be sure to stick around after the story to hear an interview with this writer. Hey, dude, you were supposed to only read the synopsis. Listen, don't tell me how to run a show. I know how to run a show. I've been doing this when you were in diapers. Uh, this is my show. This... Does this look like your smelly dungeon? Listen to... Oh, I never. The aroma of torture and pain is a blessing. <laughs> so ungrateful. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. Hey man, we're all here. Where you at? Kenny just showed up. I know you hate him, but he's feeling his trust fund guilt and buying the bar out. So fake it for tonight, all right? Hey man, watch. Yo! Nah, I'm not standing here or anything. Sorry, Old Spice Fabulous over there didn't see the guy standing here in a bright red shirt. Hey. Okay, so we're here. Text when you're outside and I'll meet you at the door. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. Yo, Justin! Sarah just showed up wearing red, and Kenny has her on red too. I'm in red, Kenny's in red, a few more of us. <laughs> We're thinking all of us should just keep the red going. <laughs> so uh, find a red shirt or a hat or something. Hit me up when you're here. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. Yo! Kenny's doing shots off Brian's chest! <laughs> hey! Text when you're on the way. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. Did you get my text? You got my text. Look, this is about last night. I said I was sorry. I, I don't know what else. You can't avoid me forever. You're my best friend. I just... I thought maybe there was something. I mean, we were watching the movie, and you were sitting with your hip against mine, and I know we've done that before, but this time it felt different. I thought... I thought you looked at me. Like, 
out of the corner of my eye. I saw you looking at me. And I don't know, man. I just, I wanted to kiss you. It felt like you kissed me back. You were kissing me back, weren't you? Yeah. Before you started freaking out, you kissed me back. Screw this. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. You do this. You always do this. Something good comes along and you run. You run and leave good guys standing there holding your glass slipper. What is your thing with being happy, dude? I'm happy. I make you happy, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm drunk and I'm a dick, okay? Please, just talk. Hey, Daniel, you coming back in? Yeah, just having a cigarette. I'll be right there. Just talk to me. Don't run from this, okay? Oh my god! Oh my god! What the- Oh my god! Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. <laughs> Justin! Something! These monsters! Aliens! I, I can't tell! Listen to me, Justin. They're killing people. These things are killing people. They just fell from the sky. We thought a, a, a skyscraper or a, a plane had fallen apart or something, but... Okay, they're black and shiny, like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, beetles or, or scorpions. Only bigger, like German Shepherd bigger. Listen, they have teeth and they're killing... Oh my god, Kenny! Kenny! Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. One of them got Kenny. It was so fast. Kenny tried to run, and it went for his back, and it was biting to his neck and blood. There was... Oh, my God. I got to get out of here. There's too many people. Oh, my God. He can't come here. He can't come here. What am I? Okay. Okay, Daniel, he's only a few blocks away. Only a few blocks. I'm coming to you. Hey, you stay there. I'm coming to you. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. Damn it, Justin, pick up! Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. They're everywhere. They're everywhere, man. I, I don't know if I... There's so many bodies. I just stepped over this guy. Half of his head was... Oh, God. I don't know if I can get to you in time. There's too many of them. Okay, I'm in an alley. Right now, I'm hiding next to a trash bin. I, I don't think these things can... They don't seem to be working off of a plan. They just want to eat. No, Daniel. No. You can do this. I, I can do this. I'm coming for you, Justin. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. I'm just around the corner. The streets are empty now. People are hiding, I think, or worse. Did you hear the helicopters and the gunshots? I think that was SWAT or something. I'm staying low. I hope, oh, God, this is a severed head. 
I'm looking at a severed head right now. And there goes the rest of him. If you can call that the rest. Oh, <coughs> I think I'm going to be Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. Like I was here as it like, like took me in, you know? She used to do that thing where you like put flowers inside of books, press and dry them between the pages. She, she put the daisies she gave me for graduation in my favorite book, The War of Art. She hated it. Never read it, but she thought it was like making poetry out of war. She, she hated war because of where she grew up. I'm glad she isn't around for this. That's horrible. That's horrible. I know. But... But she died a good death, you know? Like, I was there, her daughter was there, like, they put her under this... She had a lot of medication, but she smiled. I told her Marie and I were there, in the room with her, and I swear she smiled, like, like, like there was rumor in her family. Her daughter swear she had some psychic powers, like, clairvoyant or something. Thought she could see the future. Maybe that's why she chose to check out early, you know? Maybe she saw this coming. I'm almost there, Justin. Don't laugh at this. Don't laugh at this, okay? But I have these thoughts about us. These these little dreams. Like one little dream. You and me. Walking hand in hand. Like down the street or on a beach or something. I, I've never held hands with anyone. I just see it all the time. Like in, in movies. Just never happened for me. Can you see that for us? Holding hands? Wait. Wait. One of them's outside. Back up, needed immediately. I think this cop's about to kill it. Okay, I've got to hide. Okay, kill it, kill it, kill that. He's out of bullets, I think. That thing didn't even, it, it absorbed the bullets. The cop's just standing there. I think it's gonna, wait, it's not moving. It's just staring at him. I'm going to get closer. Why isn't it moving? It sees him. I know it sees him. Why isn't it attacking? Oh my! Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. They only kill you if you run. Did you get that? They only kill you if you run. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. I'm coming up on the Thai place around the corner. What's the name of Lotus Cafe? I'm walking past Lotus Cafe. Those things, bodies, are everywhere. But I've been quiet. Walking slowly, I'm right across. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. I'm just outside your building. Okay, Daniel, walk, 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 walk. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. Justin, one of them is right by your front door. I'm coming down your hallway. I think I can pass it as long as I don't. Okay, okay, walk. Walk, Daniel. I need to... Justin, in case... The scar on your arm. You got that when you were eight. 
You'd grab your skateboard, tie a rope to the back of your big brother's bike, and he'd pull you around the neighborhood. One day, he decides to take you down this like really steep hill. You were going too fast, and you got scared, so you let go of the rope. You scraped your arm up pretty badly. Your brother gave you a nickname. What was it? Slid. He calls you Slid because you slid across the asphalt. You love Charles Bradley. You have all of his albums on vinyl, even the ones that are hard to find. You took his death real hard. You hate avocados. We went to that restaurant in Tijuana. You ordered some dish and it was like loaded with sliced avocado. You didn't want to send the plate back, so you picked them off one by one with the handle of your fork. I'm coming, Justin. I'm walking. You keep a floor fan in your bedroom when you were a kid in Louisiana. Your apartment didn't have air conditioning, and your mom would run this, like, huge, rusty old fan. It didn't do anything but circulate the hot air, but now you can't sleep without the sound. You know every single episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer by title, season, and episode number. You prefer wine to beer. You're a ride-or-die Steelers fan. <laughs> your favorite movie is Cat on a Hot Tin Roof with Elizabeth Taylor. You shaved your head, too, when your brother got cancer. I've made you laugh. Here's what I want you to know about me. I love you. I love you, Justin. I shouldn't have kissed you without telling you that first. I'm almost... Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Justin. 14 missed calls? Blow my phone up. Did you listen to the voicemails? Yeah, right. I know I'm late. Work kicked my ass today. I fell asleep. You guys still hanging out? Justin, listen to me. Don't leave. I'm just putting my shoes on. I'm on my way. I'm in your hallway. Don't leave. So, hey, before I get there, I'm sorry about last night. It's just... Justin. I never knew you felt that way about me. But I thought about it. I thought about you. Us. I mean, <laughs> who isn't a little bit in love with their best friend? Justin. It's not a complete yes. It's a maybe. Maybe we can, like, go out on a date or whatever. A real date. Not movies at my place. Is this stupid? I feel stupid. Don't breathe. It's stupid. <laughs> I'm stupid. Whatever. Okay, I'm on my way. Is Kenny gonna be there? You know I hate Kenny. Justin, don't open the door! Daniel! You, you scared the hell out of me. Justin. What are you doing out here? Listen to me. <gasps> Justin, don't! Ah! Don't run! Don't run! Don't ah! run! Here. <sighs> Give me your hand. Okay. Now, walk with me. Slowly. Very slowly. Hey, you've reached Justin. Leave a message. That was You've Reached Justin, written by Christian St. Croix. It was performed by K.J. Welcher as Daniel and Michael Cameron Bailey as Justin. Looks like Daniel made it to his crush just in time. Oh, I just love a good rom-com. <laughs> rom-com? Did we just listen to the same thing? 
Love and ghastly monsters eating humans? Oh, it just tugs at my cold black heart every time. Thank you so much for inviting me, but now I really must be off. We have to let the writers of Frightmare Theatre out of the dungeon for their evening feeding, you see. <laughs> All right, well, the writer, Christian St. Croix, is waiting for us, but... Thank you, Dr. Necropolis, for joining us today. And, I, you know, I really hope I can get you back on one day. Oh, it was my pleasure. And all of you out there, please, do come find me at Frightmare Theater, available wherever you get your podcasts. Farewell, ghost lighters, and I hope to see you again real soon. <laughs> Terror awaits you with the Frightmare Theatre Podcast, a monthly horror audio drama series from Arcane, available now wherever you unearth your favorite podcasts. Join us. It'll be a scream. <laughs> lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So with me now is the writer of the story you just heard. Uh, he's a multi-award winning playwright based in San Diego, California. Uh, he's recently featured in American Theater Magazine's People to Watch installment. His play, Monsters of the American Cinema, was winner of the 2021 Carlo Anoni International Drama Award. And his play, Zach, was winner of the 2021 Young Housey Theater Award for Best Comedic Writing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Christian St. Croix. How are you, my friend? I am well. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Now, from what I've seen, it seems like you've been recently kind of making waves in the playwriting community. I've seen your name a lot posted by different theaters, producing your work. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into writing and where, where your start was? Um, I was born into a working community and I was uh, primarily brought up in, in different working communities um, where the expectation um, of the young people was to graduate high school and then get a job. And uh, that was seen as the mark of success, whether you had a job or not. There was very little talk about college, very little talk about any of that. And so um, writing was something I was always interested in, but it wasn't necessarily considered a job. And so I'd, um, resigned myself to uh, working and then um, writing kind of as a hobby. I would 
write little stories. I would uh, put them on my social media accounts um, just for my friends, just for fun. And that was going to be it for my creative outlet. And um, around 2016, I saw an opportunity to produce a play with the San Diego International Fringe Festival. And uh, the requirements of this play was that it couldn't be longer than an hour. And I thought, this is perfect. I can put on a little show with my friends. Um, it's a short play, so it doesn't have to take a lot of rehearsal time. I can still work. And so that's what I did. It was a play called Frisco. Um, I put that on in 2016, totally self-produced. And then I joined the San Diego Fringe Festival the year after with another play. And that was going to be it. I was going to work my full-time job. And then once a year, I was going to get an opportunity to do a little play. And I, I was totally okay with that. Um, and then the play that I wrote for 2018, uh, the 2018 Fringe Festival, uh, was called Monsters of the American Cinema. And we put this play on and, and I'm totally thinking it's going to be like the same, you know, um, just something fun to do for the summer. And it got such a huge response from the audience and even the other artists that were in the fringe. We actually won the performance, actually won the Artist Pick Award um, for that year. Um, that it made me reconsider maybe um, extending the show and doing something different with it. And um, so I did. And from there, from the very moment I made that decision, that's what uh, started all of this, um, making the decision to, to expand my outlook on, on what I could and should be doing creatively. Yeah, and I'm glad you stuck to it. Uh, now, the play everyone just heard is called You've Reached Justin. And I actually, I found the play earlier this year and I held on to it because it had this kind of scary vibe. And I was like, man, this will be a great play to release in October around Halloween as we're getting closer to it. Um, but it wasn't until, I guess, fairly recently, a couple of months ago, I reached out to you and let you know I've been holding on to it. And luckily you were happy to have it produced on the podcast. And the way this play is set up, you know, it's these, it's a series of monologues that kind of act as voicemails uh, to this character, Justin, from his friend, Daniel. Uh, so what is what was your inspiration on coming up with this idea and how did it come about? Um, I really wanted to write a, a queer sci-fi <laughs> play. Um, queer, Black, um, Indigenous, and, and people of color were, were such a, the biggest fans of horror and sci-fi, but we are rarely, if ever, represented in any of the stories. And um, if we are represented in the stories, we're either reduced to stereotypes or bit roles. Um, and one thing I can say that I can say for almost all of them is uh, no one ever tries to save us. No one's ever looking for us. Um, the hero's looking for his girlfriend um, or, or, or boyfriend, but no one's ever looking for us or looking out for us. And, and um, 
a lot of the time the characters um, that make up our representation in these stories um, are there mostly just to be another victim to whatever big bad is hunting them down. And um, so I really wanted to, to focus on a queer character that was um, searching for someone he, he, he has feelings for um, in the midst of all this chaos and horror. And um, yeah, I would say that's the seed of where, where the idea came from. And- it's it's kind of written in this, I don't want to say non-traditional way, uh, but when I was reading it, you know, it kind of came off as an audio play. And because you even wrote in there, you know, the effects that you wrote in were just a minimum, you know, feel free to add in some more, which, you know, I kind of did with our uh, production. But, you know, as I was reading, I was just hearing all these things going on in my head. You know, there's this twist where the monsters start attacking. And it's a, like I said, as I read it, it was a play that I heard. I know it's had a couple of stage performances. I'm interested. Did you get to attend and see how theaters staged this and they do it in any sort of unique way uh, or do they do it exactly how you wrote it or? Um, yeah, well, they, it's mostly um, just gotten, gotten a reading. Um, and with that, you know, somebody was able to read what the sound effects were. Um, but there, there was, um, it was done for a college recently and I remember the director reached out to me um, because it was going to be part of the festival and it was a college um, they were having trouble figuring out how to do the sound effects and they came up with the idea to add a third cast member which would essentially be somebody sitting at a sound station um, who would play all of these sound effects as the play was progressing. And I thought that was really unique. Oh, yeah, that is a good idea. Uh, now, did you ever consider writing it a different way? Like in a way that we would see Daniel making his journey, maybe interacting with characters, maybe with uh, some awesome lighting, you know, have characters in the background getting attacked by monsters, you know, maybe silhouettes or something. Did you have any, did it ever exist in any other, in any other form in your head? Or was it always this series of voicemails going along? It, it, it was always a series of voicemails. I'm, um, with my writing, I really like to encourage audiences to use their imaginations and to fill in the blanks, um, give them just enough that they can put something together in their own heads and that way work out their own interpretations. Um, in the script, in the You've Reached Justin script, you see I don't give the monsters themselves a full detailed description. I, I give just enough that um, if someone wants to give them the monsters a, a, an extra mouthful of fangs in their head, if that's what they're picturing, or eight eyes, if that's what they're picturing, they can. Um, I think the beauty of theater is the um, storytelling aspect and its roots in storytelling, campfire tales, and tales that uh, different cultures uh, would tell to their kids, bedtime stories and stuff like that. And in those types of narrations, there is no full big bang production behind them. The kids have to use their imaginations. And um, I really like that aspect about theater. And that's what I was imagining for this piece. Awesome. Good deal. Uh, So... Uh, let's talk about this accomplishment you had. I believe it was last year. Uh, American Theater Magazine featured you as one of their people to watch. So how did that work? Did they just sort of 
see what you were doing and find you? Or did you get nominated by a theater that was familiar with your work? And and did they tell American Theater Magazine to sort of check you out and all that? Or, or how'd that go? I think it was a little bit of both. I, I work with the San Diego Performing Arts League here in San Diego. Um, and I believe they nominated me. And from there, American Theater Magazine then took a look at what I was doing in my work, you know, um, and it just happened from there. Awesome. I bet that was a cool feeling when uh, <laughs> when you saw that. Absolutely. I couldn't, the, in 2017, when I was just doing the French productions, I couldn't have imagined <laughs> that I would ever be like an American Theater Magazine and, and, and they would be calling me someone to watch. It was kind of surreal, you know. Um, I am a blue collar worker. I'm, I'm, you know, still wearing my blue collar and it's just, I don't know. I always thought stuff like that happened to other kind of writers and writers who have these connections and, and, and college educations and all of this experience in theaters and they worked with movie stars. And I don't know, it's, um, it is a good feeling. I mean, for having only really gotten serious about playwriting only in the last five years, I um, mean, you've been really successful. I mean, congrats on all that. Um, especially, you know, getting back to your play, Monsters of the American Cinema, you know, it's won several awards. It's been produced places. It has upcoming productions. And sort of like when I read You've Reached Justin, this one's also written in a bit of a unique way. You got the the two main characters and they do these, there's several moments where they do these duo monologues and, you know, they're on the same set, but some in some cases they're not exactly in the same time period. And then they just sort of turn to each other and there's no scene transition. The play just keeps going and they're in a scene together suddenly. Um, it's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great story. It's so well-written. Uh, I mean, I, I'd love for you to just take a moment, you know, promote yourself, promote the play, you know, tell people about this, this play you have, Monsters of the American Cinema. Yes. Um, Monsters of the American Cinema tells the story of a gay black man um, who loses his lover um, and is left to raise his lover's straight white teenage son um, on the lot of a drive-in movie theater. Um, And every weekend uh, they play classic monster movies um, like uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein. And um, they have a really warm and loving connection uh, between the two of them. And um, then father figure finds out the son's been bullying a gay kid at his high school and that's where the conflict comes in again it was written in 2018 and it was only meant to be a a one-off for the san diego fringe festival and um since it's sending it um it 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 got some workshops it got some readings it, it won some awards it um made its world premiere just this past january and then there was a follow-up production in Asheville, North Carolina. And uh, coming up next year, it'll be um, making it San Diego, it'll be coming back to San Diego with the Diversionary Theater. Um, and the month after the run closes here, it, it opens in um, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And then it gets another production later in the year in Iowa. 
And it's just been such a whirlwind. It's, you know, I knew I, I loved the story and I loved my characters. It's, um, it's another thing, another good thing to hear that other people love it too. Um, it's amazing. It's, it's, like I said, it's a very good play. I mean, I really hope that I get to see it staged. I know you said it was in Asheville last year, but I guess I wasn't aware of it back then, but I totally would have went because Asheville isn't far from me. I would have went and uh, seen it if I could. So I hope it comes back to the Southeast because I'll definitely, you know, make the trip to, to see it. Um, it's just one of the things I've noticed with the scripts of yours that I've read, you really have a unique voice. Uh, like your scripts, it's almost like you can tell you're reading a Christian St. Croix script <laughs> when you, when you read your work. And I think that that's important for any playwright to have. Is that something that, as you're approaching a story, as you're approaching a new script, do you try to find unique ways to make it stand out? I really like to to tie in the idea of storytelling, storytellers, and characters as storytellers um, in my scripts. And um, I don't know that's it, it. That's just always been my style of writing and 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 how I like to how I like to do it. I, I wish I had a definitive answer on how I came up with all of it. I think I'm one of those people that, um, because I work so much and and um, my job sometimes can get a little tedious, I have a lot of time to imagine and, and use my imagination. And I, I don't know where I pick certain things up sometimes. Sometimes maybe it's a... Um, a car goes by and I hear it blasting music and it, it, it reminds me of a time and place. And um, then later I get an idea to write about that time and place. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could find inspiration in the most unusual places sometimes. I know, definitely know how right. that goes. Um, right. So as far as other new writers out there wanting to get into it, like, do you have any advice that you might would give uh, someone wanting to start working on a script? I would say that, um, Writers who come from more humble beginnings and haven't necessarily been given the opportunities that other writers have had never feel like you don't belong in the room and that you don't have a place and don't have a voice when it comes to the American theater. I think the American theater likes to do stories about people like us. They like to do the the death of the salesman and they like to talk about underprivileged people in underprivileged neighborhoods, but there's very little room for us to tell the stories ourselves. And when we enter those rooms, sometimes it can seem like we're not wanted there. Um, I'd say you very much are. Your voice is very much important. And if you can find the time to take your writing just a little bit more seriously, please do so. Good, good, good. Uh, So uh, aside from... Monsters of the American Cinema. What other play productions do you have coming up and where can people see them? Um, well, I'm currently in workshop with the Third Culture Theater for uh, a play called We Are the Forgotten Beasts. Um, and there should be an event tied to that sometime before December. Um, I was recently commissioned by the Playwrights Project in association with, uh, say, San Diego and Elevate Youth. Uh, to write a short play uh, about two teens recovering from addiction who meet in a work program. Um, And it's called The Pros and Cons of Feeding Stray Cats. 
and that'll be making its debut here in San Diego in early November. Um, and in addition to the Monsters productions next year, um, I have a play called Zach that will be uh, showing at the Arts West Playhouse in Seattle, Washington, and that'll be in May 2023. So where can people find you? What's your website and are you active on social media? I am. My uh, website is saintscrossing.com and social media handles, Twitter and Instagram, same thing, saintscrossing. Awesome. All right, man. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for talking with us. Keep doing what you do. Do all that cool stuff. Keep writing plays. And I really hope to see uh, Masha's America Cinema <laughs> on a stage near me one day, such a, or any of your works, really. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll be get a chance to collaborate again in the future. Thank you so much. Uh, this was a great experience. I really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening. And if you are associated with a theater and you would like to produce the play you heard today on your stage, please send an email to gatheredbythegostlight at gmail.com or contact the playwright directly through his website, saintscrossing.com. This program is supported in part by the Greater Augusta Arts Council through a grant from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts. Intro and outro music, as always, is provided by artist JK47. And if you enjoy this podcast, maybe you're a longtime listener, or maybe this is the first episode you've ever heard, let us know. Please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also be sure to follow Gather by the Ghost Light on social media to stay up to date on new episodes. I'm Jonathan Cook, and as always, stay safe. And I'll see you next time we gather by the ghost light. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.